Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Well, we're going to move on because we have another incredible, incredible guest. As I said, um, three authors. I'm hoping uh, the, the Bridget Pitt and Sikrelo Kabangani Mbata wrote a book. They co-authored the book Black Lion, a Wilderness Guide. Um, and we're going to be speaking to Sikrelo now, and I'm hoping that he is available. Sikrelo, are you there? I don't know if he is. Um, I think he's having a problem with the connection and the sound, but I do believe we have Bridget Pitt. Bridget, are you there? Um, yes, I'm here, Nikki. Hi. Hi, Bridget. Hi. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. So, Bridget, you are an environmentalist and you co-authored Black Lion. So before um, Sikrelo joins us, perhaps you can just tell us how the two of you connected. So, Nikki, I, I had the good fortune of going on a, a wilderness trail with Sikrelo about 10 or 11 years ago. You know, one of these trails where you, you walk in the wilderness for six days and you sleep out under the stars for five nights. And I was just incredibly moved by the way that Sequelo kind of held the space. I mean, it's an amazing experience anyway. But he he just had showed such kind of wisdom and sort of depths of understanding in the way that he conducted the trail. So I then went on another trail with him in the Drakensberg, and then I started doing some research on a novel I was writing and, you know, started visiting him and staying with him. And we just really became friends. And um, on the last trail I did with him in 2019, I said, we really need to get your story down. And then when 2020 came along and his business kind of dried up because of lockdown, that gave us the opportunity to work on it. And now, and now it's out there. Um, so I, I wonder if uh, Sikrelo has joined us. Are you there, Sikrelo? I think he was having problems with the sound. Okay, so I'm going to carry on with you, Bridget, and I'm really hoping he's going to join us um, shortly because I know that um, Sikrelo was born in, you know, his 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 his, boy, his experience of rural South Africa. I know that he had a pretty traumatic um, childhood experience witnessing his cousin being dragged away by a crocodile, and he said that it it didn't change anything. He had this curiosity um, for the wilderness, and not just as an observer but as an active participant and as a part of the wilderness um, and so there was a part that I read where he was called the black lion um, I was hoping he was going to speak to it but I'm not sure if he if he is going to perhaps you can tell us a little bit about where he got the name black lion from okay so so what happened was he was work, walking with a group of um, people on trail and there were tracking a lion spur and they came across, you know, a lion and were at kind of reasonable distance away and they were observing it. And then they suddenly became aware that there was a, another lion very, very close that had been lying down. And um as the lion, they, they sort of became aware of each other at the same time. So the lion leapt up and was now a few meters away from them. And Sipelo basically had to kind of keep the lion f- uh, occupied while the other backup guide managed to get the, the people on trail to a safe distance. So he was standing. I mean, you need to read it in the book to get the full yeah. impact. Yes, it's, um, it's beautifully written. 
Yeah, he was standing a few meters away from this lion and he had his, um, his rifle, you know, they all carry rifles. So he had his rifle at the ready. Um, but he also knew that, that he really didn't want to shoot the lion it was the last thing he wanted to do. And he knew that the rifle in a way was a kind of small protection because, you know, if the lion leapt, he might miss and the lion might be on him before he could kill it and all the rest. So his best chance really to um, walk away unharmed and for the lion to walk away unharmed was for him to communicate this intention of his to to not to hurt the lion. And <clears throat> so basically that's, you know, that's what he did. He spoke to the lion and just communicated that he didn't want to distress it. He didn't want to disturb it. He knew that it was stronger than him. He just wanted to to walk by and gradually the lion uh, sort of calmed down, although as soon as he moved, it would then start slapping its feet and growling again. Um, but he knew that he had to keep walking backwards, you know, in order to get away. So ultimately, that's what, what he managed to do. And the lion lay down again, and then he knew it was okay. Mm. And when he got back to the group of trailers, they'd been watching all of this with some horror <laughs> from a, from a reasonable distance. And one of the guys there said that he had looked, they had looked at, they had kind of mirrored each other because the lion had this sort of big black mane and Stello had a, a big black beard. And the lion, the trailer said, you know, you, you, you're like the black lion. So, so that's how he got the name. But I think what's important is, you know, he said when he took on the name, it wasn't that he felt in any way that he had defeated the lion. It was really as a as an incredible expression of respect for the power mm. of the animal and complete acknowledgement that the lion was way stronger than he was. And just, you know, it was it was just taking on the name to acknowledge that he is just one creature and that if he can aspire to some of the qualities of the lion, like the courage um the willingness to share the kills, the willingness to to defend what they loved, then you know, then that's what his name represented. Mm, and it's, I love it. And it's so beautifully written. I mean, you, you talk about it and the part that I read from the book when he says quietly to the lion, calm down, my brother. I know you are powerful. I did not mean to disturb you. Let's go on our way and we will live in peace. So he, he talks about being, um, uh, you know, this facilitator, this wilderness spiritual guide. Um, he talks about having this incredible connection with nature. And it got me thinking about how we all long for that. Um, you know, we're drawn to nature. We want to climb. I mean, our first guest was, he climbs mountains, but we're drawn to that because there's this, there's this unspoken connection that we have with the world around us and um, that we don't always get to connect to. And when we do, we feel the expanse and we feel that power. Is is that what you were hoping to achieve when writing this book? Besides the incredible stories, what what really a message are you trying to get across, Bridget? Yes, I think that is very much um, what what we're hoping to achieve. You know, I think one of the things that's really different with Tolo in in the way he conducts trails is really getting away from this idea that that. We, we dominate nature, you know, that we're bigger than nature. 
and to get away because even sometimes people who come on safaris, they come with quite a consumerist attitude. You know, it's, yeah. it's I want to see the big five and, you know, it's not going to mean anything for me if I don't come away with that list having been ticked. And what he really conveys is that's not what's important about the experience of being in wilderness. What's ex- what's really important is how you connect it and that opportunity, that incredible opportunity to walk in that space that is being shared by these amazing animals. And, you know, whether you see a lion or a dung beetle, it's, it's all part of the same amazing ecosystem. And you need to come there with that, you know, willingness just to be part of it. Um, so I think that's what we're trying to get people is to kind of shift an attitude towards nature of really realizing that, we are nature, we are part of it, and we need to remember that, and we need to start living in harmony with it, because otherwise, I mean, we are already, the planet's in serious trouble, and mm-hmm. if we don't, you know, reforge that connection, um, we're just going to carry on on this road of destroying, literally destroying our home beneath our feet. Yeah, and uh, in South Africa, we're so fortunate to, um, you know, have all these amazing wild animals that we can go and visit, that we can see. But really, we can walk in a park. We can, if we have a garden, we can walk into a garden. And if we can get pleasure, as you've said, out of the smallest of things, that's the connecting um, with that, which I love. So, so Bridget, tell us a little bit more about the book, besides this wonderful story of how Sitrelo got his name, um, Black Line, um, um, and that there is this, uh, you know, message, this undercurrent message um, that you're trying to put across. What else can people expect from Black Lion Alive in the Wilderness? Well, I think, you know, what it does is firstly, it, it recounts Sitelo's life. And, you know, he grew up in a very tough rural environment. Um, I mean, you, you've alluded to the, the experience that he had with his cousin, which, of course, is really traumatic. And I, I, don't, I would rather he tells it in his own voice that you'll get if you read the book. Unfortunately, he's not, his sound is, is creating problems, so he can't do it now. Um, but I think what is amazing is this insight into this very tough rural upbringing. And yet from a, from, you know, an infant, he was incredibly tuned into nature. He used to, sit above his his little homestead and watch the the sun go down and and he would weep just at the beauty you know as a very mm-hmm. child of this mm-hmm. um and he and his his friend the, the one who was killed they together they were they used to walk to school and what would feed them on the way because of course they didn't have lunch boxes or anything like that um, they would feed off the wild fruits along the way. And so the trees became like parents to them. And, you know, they really loved the trees. And then one day, one of their favorite trees had been cut down. So all the children kind of came together and they wrote messages saying, who cut down this tree? And it actually drew the attention of the elders in the village and said, you know, no trees along their path should be cut down. Um, so there are these amazing stories and then also this beautiful insight into the kind of indigenous wisdom. You know, he talks about what it meant to him when he went through initiation and his grandfather would say to him, like, be as the moon and shine a light into the darkness and, you know, be as the wind and, and move with the change and just incredible advice that was so rooted in, in the natural world around them. 
So it really brings that amazing insight um, that that I think is quite unique in a way. Mm. Mm. It sounds so unique. It sounds it sounds exceptional, uh, Bridget. Really, very, very special. Listen, we're going to take a quick ad break. Um, so I'm pressing pause for a moment, but we're going to be right back. Please stay with us. Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, this is the DL Link Show. And we've been talking about two incredible books you have to get your hands on now that the December holidays are nearly upon us. I'm quite sad that Sitrelo Mbata, um, who co-authored Black Lion with Bridget Pitt, um, couldn't make it. He's having a problem with his sound. You know, this is what we have to deal with when we broadcast like this. So Sitrelo, I'm so sorry that you couldn't join us. And Bridget's been giving us wonderful background um, of, of his life, how he grew up, this encounter with this huge male lion where he got the name Black Lion from. And I want to, Bridget, just read a, a paragraph just so people can get a sense of the beautiful writing, the treat when they immerse themselves in this book. And Sikrelo writes, my wilderness stories do not come from me. They've been told by rivers and streams, by the lonely buffalo and the woodland dove, by fluttering butterflies and singing frogs and the slow creeping chameleon by fragile flowers blooming in a decaying stump in the heart of the wilderness. These elements have birthed me and I am one with them. I breathe the same air as the lion roaring from for the moonrise, as the dung beetle foraging underfoot. Walking in the wilderness has enriched my life beyond the telling of it. I am the black lion who roars for peace and harmony on great mother earth. I am the black lion alive in the wilderness, the independent. Well, I can imagine, I mean, as I said, Bridget, I'm so sad that we didn't get a chance to meet this extraordinary man on the show, but it's just, I, I can imagine for you that it has been a wonderful journey. Yeah, it really has been. And, you know, it's been such a privilege just knowing him anywhere and and doing some of this journey with him. But getting into this book, uh, you know, I mean, first of all, he has such a rich, rich grasp of the wilderness. He's so intimately connected. So he could really bring that beautiful detail and richness um, to the writing, which was just amazing. And, and also his insights, you know, he's, he's very philosophical and he's very self-reflective. And, um, so all of that was amazing. And it, you know, as we wrote, it gave him the opportunity to, to go deeper into what each encounter with an animal might have meant for him. And also just seeing what it's meant for other people that he's walked with. You know, he's done amazing healing trails, um, with people who've suffered severe traumas. And he's done rite of passage trails with people, even, you know, somebody who was on dying from cancer. This trail was such an amazing way of coming to terms with, with what was ahead. Um, so that, that's just been so beautiful that, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I'm so grateful that we could work together and, and put it on in a book form so that other people can have some experience of that. But of course, I'm I only- think, you know, yes, you sorry. Want- with him if you want if you want yeah. the best experience. 
Oh, so, wow. Wow. Listen, I, I, I want that experience. It just sounds extraordinary. And, um, I, I've got it. I, I, unfortunately, I don't have a copy of it, but it, it sounds amazing. Black Lion Alive in the Wilderness. Beautiful stories about the wilderness, but so much more spiritual, philosophical, these insights and so beautifully written from, from the extracts that I've seen. Bridget, thank you for joining us. Um, it's been really lovely having you on the show and please do pass the message on to Setlelo that we missed having him on. Um, I'm sure his stories are fantastic. Um, and I really hope that lots of people go and buy the book Black Line and I'm presuming at all um, bookstores. Yes, all bookstores, all online platforms. Uh, I think we're actually getting an audible version coming out soon, which I think would be an amazing experience to sit and listen to that. So. Mm. Mm-hmm. A, a, a true joy, especially I'm imagining road tripping down yes. through South Africa, listening to this. Uh, what a treat. Bridget, thanks for joining us. Lovely having you on the show. Take care.